And, uh, you know, boy, I'm excited to uh, be back. I took about a two-month break off, just shy of two months. I just needed the break. I got tired of it. And with all the stupid going on out in the world, I was just dumbfounded and had... Oh, geez. And I thought I muted that. It looks like it is live. And uh, so the feed's up and working, at least on YouTube. I'll have to... But, uh, you know, with all of the stupid going on, I was just, I was dumbfounded and speechless. And, and I just, you know, it's like you put out a decade worth of information on social engineering and warning people about all of this kind of stuff. And then you watch it roll out all around you. And, you know, I was, you know, you think for the masses, the level of stupid is here. <clears throat> and one day you wake up. And it's it's way down here. And, uh, you know, I, it was just shocking to see that whole new level of stupid being actually put it back where it was. It was better. There you go. And, you know, and it's shocking. And you can see how every mass genocide happens by these followers of orders. You can see how. uh you know, people are led to get on trains and, and whatnot. You just tell them that, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a, a box with a talking head in it tells them that they need to put on a face diaper and, uh, <laughs> and, and they do it and they don't question anything at all. Right. Well, you know, G-strings and uh, and jock straps work very well, apparently. Yeah, well, you know, I've seen some of that going around, too. It's like there was a meme going around with a woman with a bikini over her face and a little, you know, a little thing over her nose. Oh, and it said something like, I, you know, it was hot today, so I decided to wear a two-piece, and it had, you know, one over her nose and one over her mouth. <laughs> oh, goodness. So uh, how you doing, David? It's been a while. Yeah, well, you know, I uh, being that when I was locked down, I just I, I wrote a new book and I got my golf handicap down from a ten to a six, although it's really legitimate eight. You know, I think that uh, the USGA deflates handicaps if you're honest with your handicap entry. So I have have been pretty good. The rain is like coming down like crazy in Florida. We we had a minute and a half of rain today for the first time in two or three months. I was like woohoo, and then it stopped. Wow. Yeah, there are different. The, the way the rain works in Florida is that it comes down in like pockets, even in the same town. So part of the town could be flooded like there was a hurricane, and the other part of the town just had a rain, you know light a light well you know a, a mild dropping of rain, not right. a real. But, but just brutal how different it can be from you know, a mile away. Otherwise, plugging along, dealing with the insanity of it all. Right. Well, insanity is a good way to put it. So you wrote another book. I still didn't finish my last book. And, uh, you know, and I went to the chiropractor today and told him that you uh, had written another book. You know, and he's, he's read your last one or two I gave him copies of. And well, I'm not sure what else I should do with my life. I mean, I might as well just write these things because like when you're dead and gone, at least you have something left around that actually try to help the situation. Right. Exactly. You know, you know, and that's why I really need to get my, my book on the Talmud versus Islam done, you know, cause uh, you know, cause you can see all the stuff and how it's all a bait and switch, but you know, everybody, uh, 
you know, it's just like wearing face diapers. Nobody wants to go out and, and do the, the research to verify the scientific studies if face masks actually work. And there's numerous studies. And off air, just before, uh, the, before we started today, I mentioned to you a 2003 study, and I'm going to pull it up here, Fear and Panic in Humans with Bilateral Amygdala Damage. And this is an article by Justin S. Feinstein, Colin Buza, Renee Herleman, and Robin L. Fulmer. And uh, it says, decades of research have highlighted the amygdala's influence, uh, influential role in fear. We found that inhalation of 35% CO2 evoked not only fear, but also panic attacks in three rare patients with bilateral amygdala damage. These results indicate that the amygdala is not required for fear and panic and make an important distinction between fear triggered by external threats from the environment versus triggered internally by CO2. And here I'm just going to show that on screen right there. But, uh, you know, so I recommend people look uh, look this study up and read it. And it's got some interesting stuff in there. And let me see if I can find a quote that I posted from it uh, the other day. Watch, I, I should have had it up already. It was a really good quote. And uh, But we see people going around with these, with these face diapers on. And, uh, <laughs> and I you know, I've never heard that word before, and it's just awesome. Well, you know, you had your own new term, and I told you off there I have my own new one that I'm going to use, but I wasn't going to tell you yet. So I just wanted to see your response. The beauty. And no, it's, it's, it's not beautiful. my original. I posted this thing yesterday on uh, Facebook. It said, I fully support your right to hide in your house and wear your face diaper until you can take an untested vaccine developed by corporations that cannot be sued when you have an adverse reaction. As long as you fully support my right to do none of these things, we don't have a problem. So that's where I got the term from, and it was just like, bah, face diapers. So it's not one of my own, but I had to adopt it uh, quickly. So, um, what, do you, what do you think it is that causes a certain sector of the population? Do you think it is a, it is a, uh, a built-in cycle? Because... When you look at personality types, different people fear different things and are afraid of different things, and they get captured by different things or propagandized by different things. What is it about the face mask wearers where they actually believe that that is somehow like the holy grail of viral protection? Like, where does that come from? You know, I have no idea. Well, because, you know, this idiot Dr. Fauci that said we were all going to die of AIDS two decades, three decades ago told them so. And that's, you know, all of the information that they need. And just like that, carbon dioxide became a good thing. And, uh, but, you know, that's just another meme that, you know, is with the uh, NPCs wearing masks. And I'm just, I'm still looking for that quote. But, you know, there's so many problems with it. Staph infections are abundant with uh, face masks. Um and I'm going to show a few of these things on screen here. And I'm going to also see if I can find the the other one. I think it's personally child abuse, you know, like the, having little kids go around like this. You know, I saw this, this father with two young children, maybe age one and a half and three at the post office today, and he was making one of them wear a mask. And I almost 
said something to him, you know. And so if you're between the ages of 0 and 24, you have a 4 in 1 million chance of dying from COVID if you get it, if you get it. And then for 24 to 45, what is it, 1 in 16,666 or something like that, you know, and the, the survival or the death rate, no, well, I'll, I'll just go the other way. The survival rate is 99.96% from the CDC. So why are, why is everybody, you know, playing this, this fear game with all of this stuff? And we can see it's obviously a coup. You know that, you know, but uh, I posted the other day on face mask. If you wear a mask or a face diaper. <laughs> Sorry, that was awesome. <laughs> what's that? You called the Facebook face mask. Oh, face. Yes, you... I posted on face mask the other day. Oh, oh, that's, that's... hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful. That was a, a nice slip there. So, you know, we'll call it face mask from now on. If you wear a mask alone in your car, congratulations. You're one of the stupidest people alive. That's what I posted on Facebook the other day. But uh, so here it is. Uh, Justin S. Feinstein conducted many experiments and just demonstrated how inhaling CO2 inducted fear into a fearless person. Quote, decades of research have highlighted the amygdala's influential role in fear. We found that the inhalation of 35%, and I read most of this, but uh, ev evoked not only fear, but also a panic attacks in three rare patients with amygdala damage. These results indicate the amygdala is not required for fear, blah, blah, blah. Fear being triggered by external threats from the environment versus fear triggered internally by CO2. Now, you know, there are these guys, they have these uh, oxygen testers, right? And this one guy, he, he had a really good video going around on YouTube, and I posted a couple times, maybe a month or two ago. We put his face, well, at first he did was he, he put the oxygen sensor next to his mouth, and he breathed normally. And then, you know, it didn't set the thing off. He put his mask on, put the little, you know, intake tube right in the same spot under the mask. And, and within a couple of breaths, it set the alarm off. And he showed that his oxygen intake went down three or four full percentage points. Yeah, you know, I, I will tell you that I have not uh, spent time looking at the whole mask physiology issue. And, and the reason is because that's not my, you know, my world. My world is the chronic inflammation world, as you know, and, and, and people have tuned into for, before when I was on. So my whole thing is, is inflammation. And so when it comes to uh, COVID-19, the primary vectors, like, you know, when you think about a, a, an infectious disease, like they blame rats for the bubonic plague, but it turns out to be like fleas. Right. But there's like fleas, ticks, and who knows what else are the primary vectors. The primary vectors for SARS-CoV-2, the novel coronavirus, and you think about novel, right? Something that is new, you would not have immunity to because it's new. So you'd have to be able to react to it in a healthy fashion and not, and not have what's called a cytokine storm and therefore die from it. Uh, so the primary vectors, those are the spreaders of SARS-CoV-2 are obese people. <laughs> And well, that's no surprise, you know, really. I mean, the thing about it, though, I mean, they're like literally like the, the rats 
for the bubonic plague or the fleas for the bubonic plague. And oh, you you're, have- you're going to upset a lot of people. You know? I know. Well, I figured I could. Well, you're, you know, but but you're like not around the crazy California people. But I'm. But it absolutely will upset people. Now think about what happened with, in this context, when Van Jones, who who was clearly you know a a, a polarized guy, and he uh, he 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 is you know he does some race baiting, but he he, he writes this article for. It was either for CNN's online site or it was maybe the Washington was the Post. I forget which one it was, but he talked about how important it is because he speaks for to the black population. He says, you know, I, so Van Jones says, I am at risk for COVID-19. I'm, I'm, I'm overweight. I have high blood pressure and I have high blood glucose. I'm at risk for dying. We need to get healthy. And he was attacked by his own people. <laughs> And I guess I can just summarize it like they basically accuse him of being somewhat of a racist and a fat shamer as opposed to going, oh, my God, really? Tell me more. Right. And that is, well, that is that's the always the case. And that's how they that's how they always spin things. They don't want the facts and truth. They just attack a name call. That's the way of the left, really. I mean, it's all based on name calling. But think about it, though. He is their guy and he's trying to tell his people. Like he is one of the spinners and he's telling his people, listen, we got to get healthy. And so they, the non-spinners are attacking him for not spinning it. It's just like, <laughs> how do you make this up? I, you know, I wrote recently, I have a theory that, that masks or face diapers and lack of oxygen have greatly accelerated human stupidity. And since the whole mask thing, I see people acting dumber than ever, you know, and, you know, it, like the driving in the car thing. I have seen people, I live in the mountains. I have seen people out in the woods miles away from anything. And I'll drive by in my, in my Jeep and they have a mask on and they're out there by themselves. God, I mean, yeah, that's, 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 that's a, that's a special kind of stupid that, is hard for me to get my mind around. You know? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Just checking something here real quick about this, because uh, when you when you take in a whole bunch of uh, uh, of uh, CO two, it's called it's called hypercapnia, and the other one when you have when you blow off when you're when you're stressed out and freaked out, like panic attacks, are caused by blowing off CO two. So what might have happened is that they were exposed to so much CO2 that they increased their respiration to blow off CO2. And when you blow off CO2, what happens is your blood vessels in the brain are the ones that are first, typically first affected and they go into a, a constriction mode. And that reduces blood supply to key areas of the brain. So I'm curious if, if all that breathing in of CO2 creates a hyperventilation reaction because hyperventilation is what happens for many people when they're having uh, 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 panic attacks. So that would be probably the angle that I would look at it from. Well, that was so funny. Oh my goodness. MK MK says, uh, He's, he's making a joke off of idiocracy. And for those of you who have not seen that film, it is, oh, yeah. that is, is absolute must watch. And, you know, it's, it's predictive. Uh, but he says CO2 is what plants crave. 
Because <laughs> we all know he's wrong. It's Brando. Brando, but, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so the obese population needs to know something, and you know, and they need to get over this this BS fat shaming thing. And I didn't realize how bad this was because I don't live in the political or pop culture. But when I started looking at this, and I added it to the last chapter of my uh, new book. That when Adele, that singing, I don't even know what song she sings, but but she was pretty chubby and she shredded. As opposed to saying, congratulations, now you're going to be more healthy, she was accused of fat shaming. That shows you how deep the idiocracy is. It's Absolutely. just it's unbelievable. Well, so a few days ago, four or five days ago, I was at the post office standing in line. Of course, you have this six feet of social distancing and 90% of the people are wearing their masks and I never do. And there's this huge guy standing behind me. He was probably six, 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 seven, maybe 400 pounds. Just an enormous house of a guy. Really nice guy. And he strikes up a conversation with me, but he's breathing really heavily. He's the epitome of what your new book is about. Breathing really heavily, has a mask on, and he just starts talking to me and you know, wants to talk about my shoes or whatever. Me and my kid are standing there just like, whatever. We were just kind of talking to him. And, you know, I almost wanted to, to, and I, you know, I bit my tongue. I'm sitting there, dude, I need to, you know, when we're done with the, with the, with the, with the counter at the post office, I need to take you outside and tell you, you know, to stop eating all your high fructose corn syrup and your sugar and your grains and all of this stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, we could probably get you switched around so that you could at least be a six foot six strapping young dude rather than, you know, a blob. And, you know, but this guy, he was just struggling so hard. And I'm, I'm just sitting there just going, do I do I take the time? Do I take the time? And I just after I got done with the line, I just wanted to get out of there, you know. You know, the interesting thing, too, is like the whole mask thing. You know, I call them mask debaters who spend all time mask debating because they have suffering from mask hysteria. And, <laughs> right. Mass and so, debaters and mask. Yeah, hysteria. Mass debaters. So That's let hilarious. me read you a quote from a Harvard infectious disease specialist. All right. Right. Now, here's what I've done just because I wanted to see I wanted to test the mask hysteria. And, you know, you have hardcore pro maskers and hardcore anti-maskers. So this is what this, uh, his name is Michael Klompas. He's from Harvard. He's got an MD, PH, an MPA. So he's a public health guy too. Now, apparently after people started using this to demonstrate that masks are not useful, he said, I wrote the article to demonstrate that masks should be used in the right context. And they should when you're exposed to a hyper infected person. You really don't want to have yeah, but and, and you have to be in, in uh, the same proximity of them for like 20 or 30 minutes and blah, blah, Ready. blah, blah, blah. All right, so let me give you the details right. from Harvard. Ready? Here we go. We know that wearing a mask outside a healthcare facility offers little, if any, protection from infection. <laughs> now, he means that in the context of the close proximity, not like like if you're sitting well, around. Not, not walking in the forest or driving down the freeway in your right. car by yourself with a right. freaking mask on and, and hitting exactly. a tree because you got too much CO2 and passed yourself out. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, 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 so this is very important for, for, for all your listeners. Public health authorities define a significant exposure to COVID-19 as a face-to-face -face contact within six feet with a patient with, now get this, symptomatic 
COVID-19. Not asymptomatic, symptomatic COVID-19, which means you're coughing, sneezing, expiring tons of them. For that is this exposure needs to be sustained for at least a few minutes, three, and some say more than 10 minutes or even 30 minutes. The chance of catching COVID-19 from a passing interaction in a public space as in a store is therefore minimal. In many cases, the desire for widespread masking is a reflexive reaction to anxiety over the pandemic. And they shouldn't call it a pandemic because a pandemic should be killing huge percentages of the population, not yeah. just like, right? It's ridiculous. I, I totally agree. And where does the word pandemic come from? I don't know. Come on, David. Sorry. Oh, listen, right. I only know what I know, Jan. That's it. I don't know yet. I don't know the origin. All right. So I'm going to pull it up. Here we go. Okay. So pandemics. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Pandemonium, pan demon, pandemonium, pan the god. Also as equivocation as all, but pan the god, pandemics. He's the god of evil and uh, pandemonium and wow. the, the goat god, or also sort of uh, akin to Baphomet or, nice. you know, it's well, I didn't know that. I knew pan meant widespread, but I didn't know it had origins in like basically paganism. Yeah, pandemonium, because pan caused pandemonium and pandemics. So Yeah, so, so the use of that word literally just basically says that, that SARS-CoV-2, which is the novel coronavirus, is as dangerous as Motaba from Outbreak, which right. is total BS. It's just criminal that they use that language to, to uh, scare people who are just... I mean, I was on, I did this last three days. I was doing this Facebook thing. because I started p posting this stuff on my deflame nutrition, Facebook page and my own personal about the mass debaters. And they're so crazy and you got to relax and mass debating causes you to go blind and all that kind of stuff from the truth. Cause you know how, how, when I first heard this, I was probably in high school and a buddy of mine was from Tennessee and he was even in high school, he could, he could imitate Johnny Cash uh, John Wayne, Elvis Presley. So he would say, he said, son, you spend all day long mask debate and you're going to go blind. <laughs> so, so that's why I put that uh, post on Facebook nutrition is that mask debating will cause you to go blind from, from the truth. And so the first I, I response find, was, oh, I, go ahead. The first response was from someone from my high school, actually. And she writes, so you're saying that you would tell your surgeon to take his mask off during surgery. <laughs> Talk about bait and switch. You're talking about one thing and then, you know, or it's, right? a non, it's a non sequitur fallacy. And then they say, oh, well, you know, your surgeon hanging over you doing open heart surgery or whatever is the same as you walking down. I mean, people see that's the the problem is people don't know how to think anymore they're told what to think but they don't know how to think they don't know basic logical fallacies and be able to think you know that's a lot you know a, a non sequitur fallacy that doesn't follow me stating somebody walking down the street or driving down the freeway with a mask on in their car is the same as a surgeon taking off his mask you know we know that washing hands works for any types of colds and for surgeons that was well proved in the early 1900s i think it was because they used to go from one patient to the next with bloody hands and someone finally said hey let's clean up 
and I forget who that was. Maybe you it was know. actually it was actually Ignaz Semmelweis. So thank and, you. And and he was the one who said we got to change the sheets, keep the area clean, and he was mocked so heavily that he went nuts because he was brutalized by the establishment back then. Yeah, well, I wouldn't doubt it. And, uh, you know, so just going on on this, this, you know, line of thinking, there is no causal association between a surgeon wearing a mask in surgery and you walking down the street in the forest or walking down the street or in the forest or in your car alone and wearing a mask. You're, and the reason the surgeon wears a mask is so that they are not coughing into you or sneezing or whatever the case may be and, you know, giving you bacteria or, you know, or whatever the case may be. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why they wear the gloves. But our immune systems need human interaction and touch and everything to keep strong. And most of us out here in Southern California had COVID probably in January or February. So we already have immunity to it, you know, and it just sucked. It was a bad flu for like 10, 12, 14 days. You know, and you laid in bed and you coughed and you couldn't breathe. And then one day you woke up and it was all over and you went about your business, you know. And it's like unless, as you're saying, unless you're obese, there, you know, or have pre-existing conditions such as, you know, elderly people already on hospice, already at end of life, there really isn't much to fear. And then what you had was Governor Cuomo and these people that, oh, hey, let's take all these these COVID patients and dump them into retirement homes and get everybody else sick, you know, talk about mass genocide. Yeah, it is, it, it is, it is a peculiar thing to watch and, to, and, 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 and again, to have people sit there and turn this thing into a political, like the voters turn it into a political thing so that they lose complete perspective. So I'll, so I'll give you an example of where I would absolutely wear a mask myself. Not, you know, not all day long, absolutely wear a mask. So let's just say- When, you, when you're uh, sanding and, and doing woodwork out in the garage? Yes, and also, <laughs> yes, and also, so so I helped tear down a bunch of- uh, of, uh, of, 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 uh, of uh, Asbestos? Well, it wasn't asbestos, but it was lath and plaster. Okay. And like from the 1930s. And so we filled up, when we kind of demoed this house- a uh, not demo, but to put tore off the walls. We filled I me mean, just massive, and the dust was flying everywhere. So I totally wore a mask. So there are reasons to wear a mask. Like for example, if I was to, if I was to do something that required me to go visit a medical physician for something that required either minor stitching in the office or some a medical intervention, I would bring a mask with me. Because guess who's sitting in the waiting room of the medical doctor's offices, the primary vectors of COVID-19? They're breathing heavily. They're probably infected. And so they're breathing it out. They're coughing and sneezing. So if I was to go into an MD's office or any small enclosed room with flamers who are the COVID (laughs) spreaders. I know you can work many ways with that, right? So, So I would totally wear a mask. Because, because, now get this, you've heard the term um, that the virus mutates, right? Well, the virus is mutating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so, so guess who the virus mutates in most re- uh, robustly 
and then creates more virulent mutations. In obese flamers, they are the drivers of it. it this is, you could literally go into Google and just search obese viral mutation and you'll get a ton of papers. It's wow. well known. Yeah. Wow. So they don't want to talk about that. You know, did you see my show a couple of months ago with Steve Jones on uh, Tiny Tim and the future of humanity, and he goes into the behavioral sink? I did not. You should see that one. That's a really good one, too. And the only guy who ever had accurate predictions of uh, viral infections and spreads, uh, his work was all hushed for this fake uh, Fauci, uh, you know, Bill Gates, who wants to genocide the masses – uh, theory. Uh, so let's see. So, uh, Earl Lee Gray says, don't mask, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't be a mask debater. It's not good for you. Yeah. Let me find this. You're going to end up with hairy palms or lips or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing too, that's very interesting about this is that, is that lean, healthy people who are moving around. So like, let's just think about it like this. Let's just say that you are a lean, healthy person, or you're an obese flamer, and all of a sudden you start to feel like crap and start coughing. Are you going to go out into stores? You're probably going to stay home and quarantine yourself because you're well, already after I get some anti-nasal inflammatory. Yeah, something of course, or other. of course. But you'd ma- you should you should mask up just to be safe in that little. I bet I, I, I I'm going to rub my hands all over the rails in the store and the door and you know along the cash register and I'm going to go through and touch it. I'm kidding people because they'll I know. they'll actually take that seriously. They're the people so that the are that I'm dumb out there. The reason why I'm saying this though, Jan, is because uh, people have been convinced that as the these these healthy people walking around who are just spreading it robustly, which is total BS. Yeah. So. So, so in this is because you mentioned Fauci a few times, and it's so good that Trump replaced that guy. And if Biden or anybody else was in there, he should have been replaced. It's not really, I'm not taking a partisan thing, but this guy was a mess. And here's the reason why he is the one who said that you, sh- that we may not be able to shake hands again. Right. Yeah. Because, it's, right. Yeah. It's just, just without any evidence, like you have to have very, very clear evidence as to what asymptomatic means. Did you see Fauci's uh, statement on, it came up, uh, let me, I'm going to show this, and I'm glad that you brought this up. So sure. So here was the Fauci the fraud and what he said. Fauci says he wears mask as symbol of good behavior. Yeah, it's just... And in other words, you know, toe the line that Fauci and Gates says, and never mind that Fauci was funded by Gates, and Gates smiled when he said that, uh, you know, 10% of the population would have a negative reaction to his vaccine. And, and then he was on TED Talks five or six, seven years ago talking about how he was going to kill off huge segments of the population and have population control through vaccines. Hmm. One plus one equals two. And this is Fauci is on his, you know, on his gig. Did you see that picture that was spread around uh, where Fauci was standing there with George Soros, David Rockefeller, Bill Gates' father, Ted Turner, Judy Woodruff, uh, Bill Moyers, and then some really, really old women sitting down. And I wonder who were they? And one of them was, was mar- she married into the family of the first multi-like millionaires back in the 1800s. I forget what her name is. And there's Fauci standing with them. And I'm like, why is a 
immunology guy hanging out with those basically social planners, elitist characters. And so when you see that picture, people say, well, what's wrong with that? Nobody does that. Nobody says, hey, let's get this like this little immunology guy to hang out with us and take a picture. I mean, there, there, there's no reason for him to be there right. at all. And he's not even a practicing doctor. He hasn't practiced medicine for over 20 years. He shouldn't even he be. He never practiced medicine. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not criticizing that. It's just the, the point, though, is he graduated. The reason why I say that is because he has been a medical bureaucrat the second that he left residency. And so what do bureaucrats do? Well, they want to stay in power. They want to keep the thing going. They want to toe the line. They want to keep the, they don't want to rock the boat and on and on, which, which all your listeners already know how these guys work. And it's really kind of funny. Isn't it amazing how Democrats are awesome at point, pointing out the flaws, the psychopathology of certain Republicans and vice versa, but they just suck at pointing out the pathology in their own party is absolutely amazing. So they could realize that they're all criminals. It would be good. So anyway, there was a paper that came out. Have you, have you heard? Of, it's a very, it's, it's a magazine. It's called Science Magazine. And this is from February 3rd, 2020. And if uh, it's, it's the, the title is study claiming new coronavirus can be transmitted by people without symptoms was flawed. So I go over this in detail in my new book in the last chapter where I talk about why COVID-19 is and is not a scamdemic. And here's who it's not a scamdemic for. Obese people who are brutally flaming it is very, very real for them. It can kill them readily, but it's not gonna kill you or me unless we have a really, really bad, bad, bad couple of, 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 of multiple factors coming in, then we get flamed up. If, with, I ate a, if I eat a gallon of ice cream and a couple of loaves of bread and- And you don't sleep for a week, <laughs> right? Yeah, and right. You, know, you do something really crazy where you're so stressed out. Yeah, that, then it could take you out. Right. So, so, so this, so, so I looked at this original article. It was actually, now this, this is what Fauci said. It's absolutely mind boggling. And all your listeners have to do is Google the term or the, or the phrase study claiming new coronavirus can be transmitted by people without symptoms. So this guy, I mean, I'm impressed that he wrote this sucker. So in, on January 30th, the New England Journal of Medicine published a letter to the editor. And you have to realize in the hierarchy of scientific evidence, so wash my hand, this is the highest evidence, there's letters to the editor. <laughs> You can't see my hand. Well, and never mind Richard Horton and that whole fiasco with, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, the, oh, I interviewed him years ago on the MMR vaccine, uh, a uh, Andrew Wakefield. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they were friends, and uh, Richard Horton uh, threw uh, Wakefield under the bus for that whole thing. I I haven't read much from the uh, – I know I probably should still, but I haven't read much from the uh, – from the uh, what the hell medical journal is that? Um, the one that you just medicine Lancet. Yeah, a Lancet for yeah. Uh, Lancet. Yeah. I haven't read much from the Lancet since that. It was just such a put off that that Richard Horton uh, essentially, in my opinion, caveat, uh, threw Wakefield, his good friend, under the bus to promote the whole MMR vaccine, and you know, and I'm sure you and I agree on. Uh, 
a vast amount of research on that too. And I went through Wakefield's entire case top to bottom and man, he had that thing locked tight, you know, and the, the, yeah, and, the, the and, fraud and against him was, was absurd. And he didn't, he, he didn't say that we shouldn't get vaccinated. He says that, that we should target it and be careful because certain people are disposed to having inappropriate reactions is really, you know, to, right. To, and the, and the MMR vaccine and coupling multiple vaccines at once. And it's all asinine. So, so, so this is the paper that start that, that allowed for the lockdown to occur as far as I can tell time-wise. So it was a letter to the editor. And remember, this is legit scientific evidence. And even this is stuff in here too, but letters to the editor are like, farts that you can smell for like half a second and it's gone it's so nothing <laughs> nice analogy but that's what it is it's a it's a brief brief not almost unrecognizable fart that's what the letter <laughs> to the editor is so so this is what the letter it, it it said there was a woman now i don't know if she's chinese i just called her the chinese a chinese woman and when when i wrote the chapter because she's from 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 shanghai so she could have been a german woman either way she came she flew in from shanghai she met with four german business colleagues in germany she left flew home and then those four or three developed uh covid symptoms mild covid symptoms so the the scientists who did a very bad job concluded that this was asymptomatic transfer that was published on January 30th. So this is what Fauci said in a, uh, he, what he told journalists after that fart called a letter to the editor. There's no doubt after reading the new England journal of medicine paper and lie letter that asymptomatic trans transmission is occurring. Fauci told journalists, he says this now, this study lays the question to rest. So here's what real scientists did, not Fauci, who's a bureaucrat. The real scientists tracked this woman down and they found out that she did have cold flu COVID symptoms. They were mild. So this is how bad of a scientist he is. An eighth grader would have said, wait a second, my eighth grade science teacher said that letters to the editor are like farts in the wind. They don't count. We need more evidence. So here is the director of Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases based everything on a friggin' letter to the editor. Right. So on, on June 2nd, because once this guy got this article into Science Magazine, people are like, oh my God, this is not true. Oh. So on June, on June 2, this is what we were told. The fact that the New England Journal of Medicine paper had a flaw, <laughs> a flaw, uh, it does not mean that asymptomatic transmission does not exist. Now here's, the, here's what it says very clearly. So these are scientists, June 2nd. Asymptomatic transmission is still under discussion, which means they haven't identified if it's really true yet. <laughs> and the world has been shut down, 40 million people out of work, middle class destroyed over a fart called a letter to the editor. That speaking, speaking of farts, I'm going to show something on screen for everybody to enjoy and get a laugh at. 
Fauci on TV. Affected tomorrow, you must all use lubricant and insert one finger in your rep- in rectum at all times in public to prevent the sp- spread of COVID-19. Two days later, people standing in line at the store <laughs> with uh, fingers up their butts. Lub- lubricants provided here. And it's a little uh, cartoon drawing. It's pretty hilarious. So, so, so what your listeners need to realize is that there's no way that these elitists, these authoritarians are ever going to backtrack on this thing. So what they need to do is get themselves healthy. And, and, and seriously, I mean, I, when I walk into a store where I know it's wide open and it's not required, I don't wear a mask, but yeah, if there's absolutely. an issue, I, I will bring one because I do not want to stand around the obese flamers who are the primary spreaders of it. So I'm not an anti-masker. I'm a pro-masker when you're around infected people, which is a smart thing to do, obviously, which is why they wear friggin' hazmat suits at the deep CDC you know, basements 40 floors down with when they're dealing with Ebola or whatever they're dealing with. Or maybe they actually have Motaba from Outbreak down there in the basement of the CDC. You never know what they have down there. So did you see this recently? Speaking of Fox uh, or Foss Fox Science, F-A-U-X Science, Forbes magazine for July 30th, 2020. You must not do your own research when it comes to science. Believe wow. the scientists. Yeah. Wow. Here, let me just pull that up. Wow. It is amazing. Like when you look at, if you do, if you just go into YouTube and just put in their media repeating same message and you see the propaganda that gets promoted is mind-boggling. Oh, absolutely. So uh, here we go. This is uh, Forbes.com. Just got it up here on screen. You must not do your own research when it comes to science because science is, you know, is religion and God, and uh, it's the gospel truth, and they're never wrong. They didn't tell us to stay away from a high-fat diet and eat your whole grains for 85 years or whatever it was, you know, and make us the most obese, sick people on the planet with a sad diet and all of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, so we shouldn't question any of that stuff that I've been exposing for the last decade on this show. So maybe, so let's just spin that a little bit. We'll unspun that. Unspun it? Unspun it, unspun it. Well, unspun would be past tense or descriptive un, you get un, my point. spin would be present tense so you're allowed to quote scientists even though you're not allowed to do your own research let me give you a quote from a from a scandinavian european for sure uh diabetes journal ready okay due due to prolonged viral shedding quarantine in obese subjects should likely be longer than normal weight individuals why aren't they telling us that they're just making lean exercisers. I mean, I, when this whole thing started, I couldn't believe that they showed some dude paddle surfing by himself out of Malibu, and the you know, and then and then Baywatch rolls in and basically like finds the guy. It's just unbelievable. He's nowhere near a fat flamer coughing on him. He's out right. there by the great whites and the and and the seals. So, so why are they, a friend of mine was walking down the beach down in South Florida in the late afternoon. He was the only guy on, I mean, the only guy on the beach walking down by the water, which is a great place to walk. Everyone knows that. 
And out of nowhere, well, eventually the guy, a four wheeler with a cop rolls over and tells my friend he has to wear a mask <laughs> while walking on the beach by himself where there was not a single other soul around. There was a dad and his daughter playing ball in the park about four or five months ago, and the father was arrested uh, for being in the park, and he and his daughter were the only people in the park. Yeah. I mean, how, how is that based on science? That's just based on basically, you know, authoritarianism. Just exactly. Just brutal. Exactly. Well, the Dems love them some tyranny, you know. So, uh, yeah, so let's tell us more about your new book. What else you got in the new? In the, oh, you know what? And I had some, point, some points I wanted to bring up here. Bring them up. Let's bring them. I already covered those two. And I already covered them, so let's cover your book. Okay. So the, uh, the book is called The Deflame Diet for Immune Health. And Do you have a copy there you can hold up? <clears throat> I sure do. I've got a, uh, here we go. And of course, I get a signed copy sent in the mail directly to me ahead of all you folks. Wiener, right. wiener, wiener. But check out this guy's big belly filled with what COVID loves. <laughs> so he's filling his gut with, so there, there you can see the title. Oh, hopefully it's not too like. like <laughs> yeah, we can see it. It's good. Clear. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see it's a little bit. Uh, anyway, so so I go through uh, the key points about what causes, like like what how the immune system actually functions in a in a very basic way. Because I'm not an immunologist, but I'm not a moron, and so 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 there are basic things that I learned in in, in science when I was in eighth grade that are actually more in more detail than the moronic uh, view of just all you got to do is social distance, wear a mask, and wash your hands. I mean, it's just, it's just mind-boggling. So, so when you think about, about the immune system, when you think about immunity, like I'm immune to, say, for example, someone, so I got the mumps when I was a kid. I'm immune to get the thumb around a little kid now. I'm immune. So, you know, that is very different than saying I need to build up my immunity for a novel virus because you have no immunity to your this novel virus so what you want to do is not have your immune system go ballistic when the virus ex, ex, uh, when you're exposed to the virus so anybody who is hyperglycemic and obese the worst versions of this and by the way what people don't realize is like the term obesity there's actually a uh, a, uh, it's well, it's well-defined science. And I mean like good science, not like the fake science you're talking about, not the science that is propaganda. I'm talking about real re like the, the real research that doesn't get out. So when you're, when, when you're exposed to a novel, uh, viral agent, your immune system should react to it and deal with it without ill effect. And so that is why you have so many asymptomatic people. You even have asymptomatic obese people out there who may or may not be affected, which demonstrates that this thing is a very weak virus because it only kills the exceptionally inflamed people. They're the ones. If you look at some of the pictures of the people who have been put on the, the, the respirators and intubated, I mean, they, they're like 300 pounds overweight, some of these people. So to compare the average healthy person who's listening to your podcast 
uh, and follows you, it, it, it has no, it's like you're, it's, it's basically asking somebody how old they weigh. They're two separate like topics. So the book is about understanding how the body flames up and drives viral infection or, or drives bacterial infection. So for example, uh, an obese person is more prone to viral and bacterial infections. And the reason why is because obese body chemistry resembles a low grade viral infection. So when you get it, think about that, how bizarre that is. The, the obese body fat mass, the immune cell profile in obese body fat mass. Oh yeah, the other thing I was gonna say is, is think about someone who is skinny fat. So these people who are normal weight, but they can be metabolically obese. And about 25% of the adult population in America is metabolically obese, even though their scale puts them at an appropriate weight. And so people think, well, I know thin people who got really sick. Yeah, because they were obese metabolically or they had some other weird condition. Maybe they had tuberculosis at one point. You know, it's like that guy at the post office. You know, it's probably a good thing that he was wearing a mask while he was standing next to me. Yeah, know. he should wear a mask because he's the infected one and, and, and the vector. Right. So because you have obese body chemistry, whether you are overtly obese or normal body weight or overweight but metabolically obese, that body chemistry is viral infection chemistry. It's very well defined. It's very well characterized. It's very simple. And you can actually, let's just say some, well, you know, Siemens got a book. Well then go to my Deflame Nutrition YouTube channel and watch my video on obesity and viral infection. And then you get it there for free, no problem. And I go step by step by step how lean body fat and healthy immune cells become obese body fat and, and infection type immune cells because the obese body now think about this. The obese body is infected with calories and it reacts to this infection with calories to the same way, although less aggressive, the way it would react to a viral or a bacterial infection, which is why obese people are at greater risk for both viral and bacterial infections. So you heard about virus shedding, right? Also, that's number one. So virus shedding. Hey, can you pull that picture up that I sent you or do you not have it? It would probably be easier for people to look um, at. I do have it. Hold on a second. That'll, that'll be helpful. They, and they I also wanted to mention really quickly before I show your image, uh, this Stanford Health Library, uh, this talk. I don't know who's – oh, Robert uh, Lustig. Oh, I tried to get yeah, him yeah, on Lustig. the show. Yeah, Lustig. Yeah, I, I tried to get him on the show. Is a calorie a calorie processed food experiment gone wrong? And that's a interesting one. But, yeah, I tried to get him on the uh, show a couple of years ago, and they were like, yeah, he's booked out for the next year and a half. It was like, nah. Well, I'll tell you what's good about that guy. When he first started doing Sugar is Evil, he was overweight, and now, he, and at least at one point I saw him shred down a whole lot of weight. So that was really good for him. Well, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, what's his name? Former uh, head of cardiothoracic and uh, former president of the American Heart Association, uh, Gundry. You know, Gundry was like 80 pounds overweight and trying to do jogs and stuff. And then uh, he quit it. And, uh, you know, he quit Loma Linda too when he figured it out. And he, he runs his own practice in uh, Palm Springs. And uh, I know some people that are 
our patience of him. All right, so your little uh, your little images here on screen. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. So 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 number one, you can see. So so let's just say so so during this Facebook thing that happened the last couple of days, where I was trying to like work through the masturbators. And, and, and like, I wasn't masturbating. I was trying to get them to stop <laughs> masturbating. I'm like, dude, could you stop masturbating for a second and listen? But they're just committed, these masturbators, and it does cause them to go blind to the truth. So so you can see the quote in below the book. You can see, due to prolonged viral shedding, quarantine in obese subjects should likely be longer than normal weight individuals. And that came from Acta Diabetologica, and that was published maybe in May of this year. So have you heard Fauci or Burks or anybody say that? No. So, so the other thing too is, this is, this is not like you know, trashing obese people. It's like an obese person should know this, that they are far more contagious. So number one, where it says facts you should know, you could go to Google or DuckDuckGo and just put are you know, obese people more uh, uh, infection prone? And you'll see papers. So it's very well known. So number two, you've heard about viral shedding. Obese people shed about 42% was the number that in this one paper, they shed 42% more viruses than lean people. Why are lean people being shamed? It's just mind boggling. And so number three, this way I mentioned before, obese people create more viral mutations with increased virulence, which means they're stronger. It's just unbelievable. So yeah, I'm definitely pro-mask around obese people or a normal weight or, or overweight metabolically obese person or just, just an unfortunate thin person who's coughing away because of, of the virus. So number four, how about this one? Obese people stay infected longer so they are more contagious. No one knows this. This is all very clear. Number five, obese people breathe more heavily. Now you mentioned that without me even prompting you, you're standing next at the post office with this big guy who's breathing heavily. So if he was infected and he was shedding viruses, uh, obese people, they breathe more heavily and more frequently. And so they exhale slash expire more viruses. And this whole thing about the vaccine that we all need before the world goes back to normal, according to all these idiots, vaccines are less effective for obese people. So how come no one knows this? Now, by the way, if you want to get this and send it around and annoy people, you can see the title, COVID-19 is not a virus mask or lack of a vaccine crisis, it's an obesity crisis. You can go to, you can go to my Deflame Nutrition Facebook page, take this and drop it on anybody you want to hopefully Get their to stop them from mask debating. You got to <laughs> stop them, man. It's a so problem. I did post on my Facebook page too uh, earlier today. People can go there and find it and share oh, it. Cool. Share it yeah. everywhere, folks. We share it everywhere. Yeah, and it's and so stop mask but... debating. You're going to go blind. That's right. <laughs> no, dude, mask debaters are blind. They think that it's the same as like that poor that poor thing from my high school. Would you want your surgeon to take his mask off? No, because I'm cut open for four hours. How do you how do you equate the two? It's just unbelievable. Well, you know, and people, oh man, non sequitur fallacies, ad veracunium fallacies. Hey, you know, this guy said so on TV. It must be true. 
And, uh, you know, and they don't need any evidence, you know. Uh, Governor Newsom says we have to be on lockdown and quarantine for four more months because, well, you know, he's a Democrat governor who wrecked the state and has feces and needles everywhere in the streets and made us go from number one standard of living to last place in the whole country. But we should listen to this guy. And and if you notice that Democrat cities and states are – I mean, they're they're always more infectious than Republican cities and states. But, you know, have you noticed that COVID attacks Democrat regions more than Republican regions? I really have see because I avoid all that stuff because I just like because because it's just it's just. Well, you know, it, what's what's ironic is since when were liberals afraid of spreading viruses? You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, Woodstock, man. What's come on? Well, yeah, not only Woodstock, but, you know, the, the bathhouses and all the rest, you know, and they there was one. I think it was the Canadian CC, uh, CDC. They told people to wear a mask while they're using the glory hole and stuff like this. You know, <laughs> it's like well, how about this, though, when it comes to to the opposite, because I try to find like equal criticism to the oligarchs. Because what I believe is that our left-right paradigm, I can, we, we talked about it er, er, early on in one of our er, earliest podcasts, is about political power, not so much about, uh, so far left to me is, is total government authoritarianism and far right would be no government. And so I think that Republicans and Democrats are both leftists now. Is, 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 is well, I opinion. go by the biblical explanation, so yeah, that's a little bit different. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. I, I, I understand. Uh, but but you're like in the point zero zero one percent who views it like that. The average person views it from the, from like. Well, that's where it originates. Is the right and left originate out of the Bible? But that's a whole other discussion. Right. You know. So so uh, so who's gonna who's gonna send out all the vaccines with the military? Well, Trump is. So you have the Democrats screeching for masks and lockdown. You got and you, and you got the, and the, the Republicans delivering a vaccine for a virus that is spread by obesity. Really. So they both suck, in my view. Yeah, well, you know, but hey, listen to Fauci. Um, so we're, we got about three minutes left here. Uh, what do you want to throw in at the end? Uh, I'm not sure. It's been very stressful today trying to stop people from mask debating. It's really, it's just, it's, it really is stressful. They just don't stop. And it's like, dude, so finally this guy, I said, just search these terms. I forget the exact terms, but it was something like, just go into Google. I know you would do DuckDuckGo, which, which, which is what I do a lot too. I said, just Google obese people, viral mutations. Just Google that. And so he does. And he's like, Finally, after like three days of this mask debating war that I'm trying to stop this guy, and he, and he Googles it and he then, then posts, oh my God, there's tons of information on that. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's, wow. it's, it's an obesity crisis. And so what, so this is what I'll say at the very end of these last two minutes is, what do you think is gonna happen? This is like a question in general for like you and cause I'm curious about what you think. If lockdown was fierce, in, in, in March, April, May, what's going to happen now that people are 15, 20 pounds heavier? <laughs> right? right? Right. Well, you know, and here's well, the wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. Here, here's the rest of the question. So so what's coming now? Cold, flu, and corona season is coming. Right, 
Right. Well, good point. You know, and uh, I had published on Facebook maybe a month ago a study that I that someone sent me off of PubMed that uh, was discussing 5G in relation to the spread of COVID. So if you haven't uh, seen that, I would look that up too, because that's another interesting angle that, uh, you know, and interestingly, somebody pointed out to me, and I need to do more research on this, but every time they've had a new technology release, for instance, radio, television, uh, 4G, 5G, this sort of stuff, it parallels exactly with uh, major pandemics. Well, you know, I, I saw that paper and it was retracted also. Oh, it was. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, so my question is, so my last chapter in the book, I look at um, the bioweapon thing and I look at the, 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 uh, the, the uh, 5G thing and, and, and one more too, I forget the other one I looked at. I got, well, hey, I got the book right here. I could look, you know. Uh, exosomes is another one. Um, so when I look at that, though, I think, okay, well, 5G has been around for a long, long time. Like I've had 5G in my area for five years. And so, uh, if, if, if it drives it, then why didn't it uh, manifest five years ago? And why is it that 5G technology, if it's true, only kills fat people and sick? Well, they've just only been, uh, putting in towers everywhere over the last year or so. Oh, okay. But that would be. But even if it does, though, even if it does create it, right? You're only at risk if you're a fat flamer or (laughs) a skinny fat flamer. So just unfat flame yourself, and we should be fine. Well said. All right, David. It was great having you back. We'll have to have you on again. What was this? The fourth or fifth time you've been on? I think fourth. Yeah. Fourth. Yeah. It's been. You came on the first time a couple of years ago already. It's like, man, time flies. Time does fly. So uh, we'll have you back again sometime. Thanks. Thanks for sending me the books. And uh, I'll let you know when I get those in the mail. I really appreciate it and appreciate your time tonight. Glad to be back, folks. I just needed a break from all the stupid. So I appreciate everybody being patient while I took a nearly two-month break and uh, felt good. Glad to be back today. And good night, everyone. Thanks for participating, and uh, we'll hopefully see you next week. Take care, everyone. Thanks. See you.